Hello and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. It's me, Melissa White, and I'm so pleased to be back with you again today. Actually, it's tonight. This is a late night recording. I am snuggled on the couch. I've got my little cat, Eleanor, with me. Everyone else is asleep. Me, the night owl that I am. I'm laying here and thinking. And I really wanted to just touch base with you all around some experiences that I've had recently with spirit, but also some experiences with humans and just maybe some of the things that I might talk about might be helpful. And I always have this weird battle with myself where I know that when I'm vulnerable and when I share things that I go through, things that I experience, challenges, it's, it is helpful. I know that there's always at least one person out there who needs to hear exactly what I have to say, not because I have all the answers, like that's, that's not, like that's not what I'm trying to say, but just that maybe there's someone else in the world that understands what they're feeling, you know, and and if they've got this gentle soul and kind of like that heart that's very, very open, and maybe they just need to know that there's someone else out there also that experiences some of the same things. So that's always my hope in sharing. It's never to be, I never ever want to share the challenges and have people feel pity, you know, or, or feel sorry for me or, you know, I'm not looking for that. I, I'm just saying that some of these things that we go through, it is important to talk about and not to have shame over them, you know? So that's the idea. So I guess I'll start with the most recent human experience that kind of, I wouldn't say it shook me, but it, it really did kind of perplex me. So I had someone reach out on social media and they just messaged saying hello and so I responded back or no actually sorry Beth did my assistant Beth responded back saying oh hello like this is Beth Melissa's assistant um, if you're interested in booking a reading or if you'd like information about what Melissa has to offer, feel free to let me know and I can send you that information. So, you know, just like just she's just replying and letting them know that she can help them with whatever they need. Anyways, this person messaged back and said, well, yeah, uh, if Melissa's able to confirm that she can actually connect with spirit and I just want to say two words to her and if she gets the right answer to what I'm saying then I would pay, then I'll happily pay for her services but I've been scammed by several psychics mediums and I'm not paying a dime until she confirms and gives me the right answer and so I saw the message come in and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to reply to this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave this for Beth to have to deal with. So I just replied and said, oh, hi, it's Melissa. And I actually sent a few voice memos just because it was a lot to type. And I just said, you know, um, 
I'm sorry that you've dealt with that in the past, that you've had that experience with psychics and mediums. However, I'm not able to audition for people um, before they book with me. But just so you know, I do offer free events for the public every so often that you're totally welcome to join and check out how I work and see what you think about the accuracy for yourself and what you think about the style and and get to know me. And also, feel free to check out these testimonials and also um, my policy, you know, so my policy is if if I get into five, ten minutes into a reading and I feel like I'm not making an authentic like, connection, it's not happening, it's not working with, a, with anyone, um, I will stop it and I will refund the person. And also, I tell people, this is in my booking guidelines, when you book the appointment before you book, you have to tick this little check mark saying that you've read the guidelines where it states that you also have that right. So if you get into it five or 10 minutes and you're thinking, no, this isn't for me, it's not what you expected, it's not what you want, you don't think it's accurate, you don't think it's a good connection, then you have every right to say, you know what, I just want to stop it and I would refund you. And I, I, no, absolutely no problem. So I explained all of that to her and said, you know, I hope that you find what you're looking for. And what ensued was just these, these messages that were very angry, um, very unhinged, like very strange. Um, some of them I couldn't follow really, um, didn't, really makes sense but essentially her point of view was that I um if I couldn't be bothered to spend the time with her then I'm not a legitimate um, psychic also whoever mentored me really didn't do a good job because I don't know anything about authenticity or integrity and a bunch of other things just like abusive language. She was swearing left, right, and center at me, name calling, like all kinds of things. And literally because I just said no to what she was basically demanding of me. Um, And I didn't have to explain why. I could have just said, no, that's not possible. And so I just replied (laughs) for the, you know, first little bit there saying, okay, well, I did tell you that you could watch me work for free because I do do free public events. And also this is my policy, which is in integrity because I'm giving you the opportunity to like, once you're in the reading, if you don't like it or if you feel like it's not a good connection, let me know within the first five, 10 minutes and it's no problem. So I kind of reiterated that that situation. And... um you know, I said, I'm, again, like, it's no problem. Like, obviously, you don't need to get a reading with me. Like, I, I didn't understand because she reached out to me. It wasn't like I found her and sent her a DM and was pressuring her to book a reading. I even said, listen, I don't even have any availability for one-on-one readings until September. Well, now it's like October. And um, so there's no point in, like, we don't need to, we don't need to have this exchange because it's, I don't even have the availability to do it. So, you know, in no way do I ever solicit myself, like, 
I don't go looking for it. If people would like to book a reading with me, they're welcome to and I'm happy to read. But I don't, I didn't pressure you, (laughs) you know, like I wasn't trying to sell myself to you. And so she was, I think she was really offended, first of all, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do what she wanted. And then also offended that I didn't seem to want to beg her to let me read for her, right? And so keep in mind, like, I don't know this person. I, I, I have never had any interaction with this woman before in my life. Don't know where she came from. Don't know how she found me. Have no idea. Anyways, she, you know, went on and on. And every time I tried to say, okay, have a good night. Like, wish you the best. I hope that you find the best person for you. And like, all that stuff. Remaining, you know, very professional. Although, honest. Like, I I was just at this point where I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of holding in my truth when it comes to people mistreating me. And it was abusive language and it was super unhinged and super like uncalled for. There was absolutely no reason to be rude, dismissive. There was no reason to attack me um, and attack my character and, and basically say that like she would never spend a penny on me. I was awful to deal with. I was a big bee and like all this stuff. And it just, it, it, it wasn't warranted. It wasn't called for in any way. And so I wasn't rude to her and I wasn't mean to her. I wasn't unprofessional to her. But I did say, you know, my truth that this is this is why I don't do that. Like if everybody who wanted a reading expected me to be tested by them beforehand, like I would never get anything done. And I told her I can't even keep up with my time as it is. I, I just I don't have the time or the energy to do that. But also, you know, I've put in the time and the energy and the work. So if you work full time and support yourself as a professional medium for a decade, that doesn't just happen. Um, like, if you don't connect, if you don't know how to connect, and she's saying, oh, testimonials are nothing. You could, you paid those people, all those people to write that stuff. So it's like, I'm, I'm just at the point where I feel tired of almost like having to make up for or take the, take the kind of like brunt of things that maybe people have had bad experiences with psychics or mediums in the past and they don't trust, and now they don't trust anyone. And I'm just tired of feeling like people want me to apologize for what I do for work. I don't see people going to, I was talking to a friend and we were having a chat the other day and she was saying how, and we both sort of had the same analogy that like we don't go to a hairdresser and expect them to do the service for free to prove to us first that they're good at their job and that they're a legit hairstylist. Like, we don't expect that. So why is it expected of us? Like, why do we constantly, why do people feel the need that we have to prove ourselves to them? That we're, they're, we're like guilty until proven innocent. Like, that's how I always feel. Like, I'm literally dealing with people who make me feel like I'm on trial for something. And 
it's not a lot of people. It's it's a small percentage out of the thousands of people that I deal with. But it's that energy that is really draining, like so draining. And I just feel as though it it's not it's not something that is warranted. And so I understand. I'm sure there are people who think they have an ability but they don't or there's probably people who know that they don't have ability but then are saying that they do there's also lawyers that you know people I find are really like quick to mistrust lawyers and um all kinds of there's there's people in every profession of course there's like some bad apples in every single every single profession but it seems to me the stigma with what I do and then the stigma, I would say we're kind of like up there with lawyers. I think that most people have some kind of like connotation, you know, it's something they want to say about lawyers. Um, and I, I just think it's really, really unfair to have these basically like these unfair judgments and assessments of people as a whole based on what they do for a living because you're not taking into account like these these people are people and I don't know all the all the mediums that I know like most of the ones that are doing this work and they're doing it as their full-time you know their full-time job it's like their vocation their calling they all have this sense of a mission they're here to really be of service to both worlds and I've yet to meet one that I feel doesn't have that kind of energy now yes there are people who are in their ego yes there are people who um maybe don't work with the same kind of integrity but I I don't see it a lot like I really don't and so this mistrust, I think, is is just really disheartening. And not so much because for myself, just because like it hurts my feelings or something. It doesn't. Like I really don't mind. I don't care what a stranger thinks they know about me based on what I do or, you know, assumes about me. But I do care that there is this barrier at times as far as like somebody allowing me to just do my job like I want to do my job well and in order to do my job well for someone there needs to be some level of trust there needs to be some agreement that the person's going to approach the experience with an open mind with an open heart going to listen to what I'm saying when it comes to please don't come to your reading intoxicated please you know respond and use your voice and interact with me by saying yes or no or I don't know as I give the information please keep an open mind when it comes to not trying to control the outcome please don't try to control who comes through and what they say please leave it to me let me guide you and if you can do that I mean there's no limit to what we can experience together and when I have I have clients that are so amazing and so just like so open 
it is the most delightful experience. It just fills me with so much love and so much hope and joy and it feels amazing for everyone involved. It's amazing for spirit. It's amazing for the person receiving the reading and it's amazing for me too. So the reason that it bothers me is not so much for me. It's literally like if they only knew, if these people only knew that if they could just get out of the way, stop trying to control things, stop trying to also like it's almost like this very like gotcha mentality. Like they just can't wait. They want to expose something. And what they're not realizing is that the negative energy that they're putting out there, the negative energy that they're putting towards the, their experience is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They end up not receiving. It backfires. They They end up not receiving a reading and not receiving a good reading and it's because they're not allowing for that now the irony is if they could relax if they could trust if they could come with like an actual pure intention like not like not coming into it trying to trick the medium or not coming into it like hoping that it doesn't work then if they could if they could manage that then they would have so much better of a chance of the medium being able to make a very strong connection for them and literally prove to them all of these things that they essentially they they must want to have that proven to them i mean at the end of the day they're trying to disprove everything but it's because they actually need the proof more than anyone you know so that's that's the hard part it's like i wish i wish sometimes that they didn't make it so much more difficult than it needs to be and it does take a whole lot more energy to deal with somebody like that than it does with someone who's I'm not talking about coming in with blind faith and like coming in and not not being like a a critical thinker I just mean there's a certain level of openness and willingness to work with with me that's it you know so it's it's just a different energy. But anyway, this situation, you know, it was draining and I probably didn't have to reply. And somebody did say, well, why stoop to their level? And I really wanted to address this. I don't think I did stoop to their level because I was just stating the truth and stating my reasons for my opinion and the way that I feel and the way that I I'm conducting myself in the situation and I I didn't <laughs> I wasn't in that energy that they were in. I wasn't insulting, I wasn't swearing at them, and I wasn't attacking them. So, I think, you know, if you're you're there and you're work for yourself, especially if you're uh, a healer or someone who does work that is on that level, you're sensitive person and as such these situations can be a little jarring they can be difficult they can be very tricky because in lots of ways you know we want to of course we rely on um, referrals we rely on our good reputation that we've worked so hard for and it's hard sometimes to be put in a position where you kind of want to just say yes just to avoid 
this, like avoid somebody having a tantrum at you. I mean, I've had people that have threatened to um, post terrible reviews about me unless I do exactly what they want. (laughs) You know, it's like being held like sort of like, um, not hostage, but kind of like, um, they kind of do, it's like emotion. It's kind of like blackmail in a way. Um, and it is manipulative, uh, very much so. And I think because now we're living in a society where everything is online and, and so much is like about reviews and social media and blah, 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 and your presence online. And we see the power of it, but we all in a positive way, but we like what that can do for you. But we also see the negative side of it, like what negative reviews can do. And so there, I think people do know the general public has this knowledge that they have some kind of power or that they feel they have some power over you. So they can kind of threaten you and then try to get what they want. My my feeling about this is that the the people that are for you are for you and there's not like out of I say a hundred amazing reviews, one terrible bad review is not going to change their mind and any reasonable person that's looking at that will see, okay, literally ninety nine really great reviews and there's one that's not so great. Um so you, I, I would say you can't live in fear of that. And I'm just at the point too with myself that I'm not willing to betray myself anymore. And I have done that in my life for a long time. I've betrayed myself in ways where I've agreed to things that did not feel right for me. They didn't feel right to me. They, I've, I've agreed to things that have made me feel actually physically sick. I've agreed to things that may have helped to... F- someone else to not feel uncomfortable but have been at my own detriment um I've said yes to some things that I wish that I didn't I haven't spoken up at times when I've been very disrespected um out of just wanting not wanting someone else's feelings to get hurt or someone else to feel uncomfortable or other people around to feel discomfort I've I've constantly like sacrificed my own self-respect for the comfort of other people. And I just it there's some shame in that. Like part of me feels so ashamed that I know that I'm a very strong person and yet I've still allowed. Like there's been times when I've allowed myself to be abused and I not only within my work but like in my life I've I've put up with abuse in my past um in different ways and in different you know different scenarios different relationships and I think now because I'm getting really clear about my boundaries and I'm getting more comfortable in expressing myself with my boundaries I'm just realizing that there's opportunities that come up where I need to take those I need to take those opportunities and so you can kind of see how it is a personal you know it is a personal thing that I'm sharing and it is a bit vulnerable to share but I do hope that if you're listening and you've experienced that feeling of betraying yourself that this makes you consider and reflect on that a little bit and all I can say is that when people ask me 
how do I love, like, how do you love yourself more? Like, how do you love yourself? What, what do you actually do to do that? I think the key to it is in not betraying yourself and saying no to the things that you want to say no to. The, saying no to the things that disrupt the peace of your soul, that disrupt your heart, the things that your body and your energy re- reject you got to be true to that. You have to, you have to, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it, you know, causes someone else to have a very strong reaction. And it's so true. Like, um, somebody commented on a post that I was making around, um, like the only people who are upset when you uphold a boundary are the people that were benefiting from you not having that boundary, you know? And so you do start to see people's intentions. You do start to also just see people reveal themselves when you say no to them. And that's something that I'm really starting to see with within work, within my life, within situations, um, in every corner of my life, I'm starting to see, oh, wow, yeah, you really do see a lot when you say no to someone, when you when they're disappointed. And one thing I will say is that adults are capable of feeling disappointed. Like, it's okay if someone is disappointed by you having to say no to them, they will live, they will get over it, they will survive. And so it, it's less about that and more about really being, really being true to yourself. And so that's what this whole, I'm sorry, this has turned into such a rant. And I don't mean it to sound like I'm demonizing this person I I think that this person is troubled I I do think that they have some things going on I think within themselves and I have empathy but I also feel that there has to be a line somewhere where people are accountable for themselves like we can have empathy for someone the fact that if they're hurt and they're trying to hurt other people like we understand that but at a certain point, there comes a time in everyone's life where you have to start taking responsibility for your actions, for yourself, and you can have big feelings without turning negative, abusive, um, like without unleashing this kind of evil energy, you know, like you, it's possible to feel all that without unleashing. And so anyway that's just my that's just my two cents about that so always learning something obviously the boundaries and having those staying firm in them you know and I think that's the the last year or two has been about setting more boundaries and now this point in my life is really just about upholding them and so thank you for witnessing and thank you for honoring you know my experience Another thing that came up recently, um, I had been in contact with a, a teacher of mine from elementary school, and we've been in contact for years on Facebook, 
and I had her for grade five, grade six, and grade seven. And she was so kind to me. She really made me feel safe. I was a very shy young person. Um, well, I still am. You <laughs> know, I still am like a shy person, I think. But I, I think that what I felt with her too was this sense that she really cared. You know, she really cared about me and I could feel that sincerely. And I think looking back now, I realize that she's a very spiritual person. I didn't really know at the time and I didn't really understand that so was I. And that was probably like something we had in common. But um, anyways, when I was going to taking a college course, I was taking it with this um, this girl that was in my class. And we started talking one day and she talked about her husband. And I don't know how... We got on the topic about his mom, but she was saying how his mom had been a teacher and she taught in this school. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like I recognized the last name. And I said, I used to have a teacher by that last name. And um, she taught at that school. And I wonder if it's her and ended up it was her. And so that's how we ended up sort of reconnecting on Facebook and um, chatting here and there. And then throughout COVID, we kind of had been chatting more. And then there was this idea that we should get together for coffee and it never really happened. So anyways, a couple of weeks ago, I had been thinking about my teacher and I knew that her husband had passed not that long ago. I want to say like maybe a year ago or maybe 18 months ago from cancer. And I knew also that as he was passing away from cancer, she also was going through cancer and like chemo and treatment and things like this. And I was, my heart really, like anytime I saw photos that she posted, she's the most loving, the most positive, the most amazing person, like just so filled with love and also just so filled with joy for life. Like this is someone who absolutely appreciated life so much so anyways um I was just so touched every time I saw anything that she posted about her husband or about her experiences like I just I was so touched and moved by it so anyways a couple of weeks ago I thought to myself oh I should reach out to her and and we should make that plan and things happened you know life went on and I I never did reach out so anyways, I went to meditate with a group of ladies that I meditate with and we, the one woman in our group brought all these CDs and she just happened to choose one out of a bunch and we put it on and it was like an hour long um, meditation and the first 10 minutes I was just struggling. I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't I couldn't relax and that's usually not a problem for me when I meditate usually it takes like a minute and I'm I'm basically right into it anyways this time I struggled for like 10 minutes and the last thing I remember hearing in the meditation was about this escalator and this escalator was kind of like taking taking you up into the spirit world like and kind of that's when I basically just like 
I don't remember anything after that. So for like 50 minutes, I was completely out of it. I didn't hear another word spoken on this meditation. I It took me a while to come back. I felt super discombobulated when I came back. Like I felt like I'd literally gone on a major journey and... I wasn't, I was almost like worried, how am I going to drive home? Like I just was that out of it. So anyways, I went home. Next morning I woke up and the first thing that I did was go on my phone, which is not always the case. Like I usually don't, not right away. But anyways, I opened up my Facebook and the first thing I saw was a post of my teacher's sister um, announcing that my teacher had passed away the night before and the timing that she passed was 7 15 p.m and we had met for the meditation at 7 i struggled from 7 till 7 10 about and then from like 7 10 onward i i felt like i went into the spirit world deep and the interesting thing was on the post that my that her my teacher's sister had posted, she had an image of an escalator going up to heaven. And her post said something to the effect of like, no long stairway for my sister to climb. Um, she took the escalator right up to heaven and blah, blah, blah. Like the rest of it, you know, she it was a beautiful post. And I just felt in that moment, just so this immense grief like and and sadness because I didn't take the opportunity like I didn't I didn't reach out and I knew she had cancer but I didn't know that she was nearing the end I didn't know what she was going through and I just felt like a lot of that you know but I also felt so touched like I really feel that even if I wasn't consciously aware of it my soul I think went to help, you know, went to be there, went to support her as she made her journey. And I mean, that feels like a huge blessing and a huge honor to have on a soul level, you know, been a part of it, like had had kind of gone and been with her. Anyways, I was thinking about all this and I ended up being in my car by myself after like, you know, on my way to, I think after I dropped my daughter off at school. And I was sitting there and I was, you know, teary eyed. I was like crying and just thinking about thinking about her and um, how beautiful she is and how much she means to me, you know. And I was sitting there and my um, passenger seat, the sensor for the seatbelt just started beeping. Like, you know, when it goes like an alarm, like beep, 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 when somebody's sitting in the seat and they don't have their seatbelt on. But anyways, like there was obviously nobody physically in that seat. So it didn't make sense that it was doing that. Um, But it's happened to me before with spirit. So I kind of, I kind of knew. And I just said, oh, madame, is that you? Like, you know, just because I felt like it was, I felt her. And literally, as soon as I said that, the seatbelt thing stopped beeping And it had been going for like already like a minute, you know what I mean? Straight. And it just touched me. I just really felt the closeness. Um, And I know that she's got so many people that she loves and love her. And 
I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that she's made the rounds though. And I have a sense that, um, because she knew in life, like what I, she knows what I do and she knew what I, you know, what my job is and my spiritual beliefs and stuff. So I, I know that she'll continue to be like a, a soul friend to me. And that just feels so special to be able to have that with her. Um, but I'm just sharing it because it's one of those things that I think is so amazing and cool. And I get to talk to you guys a lot about your signs that you receive from spirit. And I'm always so excited for you when you get to have those experiences. But it was it's always just really cool when I also get to receive them for myself. And I kind of felt guilty too because I'm like, you know, I haven't seen her in like 30 years or something like that. So who am I to grieve? Like I almost felt guilty for having so much grief over her. Like almost like who am I to like she has all these people that like she loves and that know her and love her. Like, and then I thought about it and I thought, no, like a soul bond, a soul connection, even if there's been years and even if it's been forever and even if you don't see someone every day or you don't talk to them every day, you can still love and appreciate that person and you will still grieve when they pass to spirit. No matter how spiritual of a person you are, you're still human. And that's a really important message, I think, for all of us to really understand you know and just be reminded of that so I would just like to ask those of you that are listening to just when you're listening to this just think of my teacher her first name is Jacqueline just think of her and her family send her family love and and healing energy and when you think of Jacqueline just just think of her and maybe do something kind for someone today or just have fun laugh I mean she's a very joyful person and she loved she loved to laugh and I feel like she didn't take herself too seriously she was able to be fun and I think that she did a ton of good work in this life not only as a teacher but as a mother she has you know four children I think um and friends that love her and you know lots of siblings that love her and I just feel that she did she did so much for so many I I feel like she's somebody that really knew how to make you feel how special you are to her and I think that's kind of a rare quality I think there's just some people that are just they've got that ability and so yes please just think of her send her love send family uh, love to her family um and thank you for allowing me to share about that i i hope that it's um i hope that it touches you you know um and just makes you think about spirit in a different way um but yeah i was certainly grateful for it and Otherwise, there was also something miraculous too. The other day, um, I had gone to a group reading and at the end, one of the women, I was talking to her and she said, oh, you know, you did a group for 
my two daughters like I think this was a couple years ago and I said oh yeah and she was telling me about how I described this lady all this information very specific details and they were like oh well that's like our nan but she's not in spirit right and so I guess they were quite perplexed they were like puzzled by that and anyways (laughs) this woman told me that afterwards they left the group reading and they called her like their mom and told her the information and and what had happened and she had to tell them that while they were in the group reading she was with her mom who was their nan who passed away that evening like during that time and so their grandmother was coming through in the group saying how joyful she was and that she was just fine in the spirit world and that she loved them so much and she's still with them and she you know was holding this tin of cookies and described the cookie tin and basically it was like such a wild experience for them and for this woman who like was not at the group reading, but like was hearing about it after. So she told me this and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how many times this happens, like where somebody doesn't necessarily understand it exactly in the moment. And then yet we find out later, or maybe I never find out, you know, and obviously most of the time when I'm talking to people, they, that's not the case. Like they know who I'm talking about and it's, it's all, you know, it's all good. But there are some occasions where this sort of thing has occurred and the people in the moment just did not know that that person actually had passed. And so, I mean, it's, I think the girls knew that it was coming. Like, I don't think that that was, it wasn't like a abrupt shock or anything like that, but they certainly didn't know that she had passed that evening. And so it just, it, it really sort of touched me because it spoke to this woman's ability. You know, she just passes away and then she's already coming through and bringing all kinds of messages and information. And she did come through the other, in my group reading recently. Like um, the lady's mom did show up and come through for her in the reading as well. Um, you know, these all these years later. So very cool. And it just goes to show you never know. You know, you just never know sometimes the the outcome or like I I don't know so I encourage you if you're listening to this I've read for you and there's things that have happened after your reading that have made sense to you or that you've experienced lots of times it's the signs like so much of the time spirit will give me things like in the moment and the person's like oh no I haven't had that sign yet and I always think oh just and I do tell them just wait because if they're bringing it up there's a purpose and they will be it's because they know they'll be able to arrange this they know they'll be able to bring this to you over the next couple days the next week and I always love to hear about it like the validations the confirmations the signs that you've received that's like maybe my favorite thing like I absolutely love to receive those messages those emails so I do encourage you please (laughs) send them my way and also for those of you that are developing your mediumship ask people, tell people that you are interested, you do want to know those things. Um, 
I, I think that's important. I also think it's important if you're developing your mediumship. Keep a list of these things that happen. You'd be surprised how much you forget. I've, I have an amazing memory. Like, I'm just like, not to brag, but it is a pretty good memory. Well, <laughs> I'm saying this and yet <laughs> sometimes I don't because there's things that I literally in one ear of the other. Um, but when it comes to like details, facts and things, usually I'm pretty good. I can remember things like in great detail for from long ago. But when you're working with your mediumship, you're in an altered state pretty much. You're not you're not using your logical mind. So it's very hard to retain the things that you've said in a reading. It's hard to retain sometimes the experiences after they've occurred. So I know that I've had all these miraculous experiences with clients do I remember them all? No. Do I wish I would have written every single thing down? Yes. <laughs> so I suggest um, a collection of miracles, a journal where you write down these amazing things, the validations, the experiences that just bring you so much like anticipation and joy and excitement. And when you feel astonished, you know, you want to keep track of it. And it's also good because you can refer back to it when you're having a rough time and when you feel like you suck it's nice to be able to go to a list of things that you can say okay but I also had this experience and I know that spirit's with me because look at what they orchestrated here you know we sometimes lose sight of that so I recommend it for all of those reasons but having said that you know I I think this episode is really great for me as a way to kind of diarize some of that this is part of my journey and it's a real honor to share it with you guys and I don't say that lightly and I don't say it like I know sometimes the things I say people I think some people perceive me as like um Pollyanna-ish like just everything is like rainbow and sunshine and like it's not true like I do try to focus on the good and I do try to focus on the positive and and all of that. But I'm certainly not someone without challenges of my own and without times when I struggle with all kinds of things, you know, so like all kinds of things like, it's not like I have like, again, I'm just, I'm not trying to say that I have all the answers. I never, ever want that to be the impression that I'm giving. Um, but I do feel like it's important that I can communicate and share and put it out there and that it'll reach the right people who also can understand, can have that. It's like a kinship. You know, there's there's like kindred spirits happening here. So anyways, that is the whole idea. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of my um, work with spirit in my life. And um, just leave you with lots of love and I hope that you take good care. And one thing I would say whenever I'm going through missing, I've, I've been missing my loved ones in spirit quite a bit actually recently. Um, and it's my grandfather's birthday actually now today, like because it's, it's late now as I'm recording this. Um, and... You know, I've been thinking about him a lot. I've been thinking about my uncle in spirit a lot recently. Um, I, I saw something, footage of him, like a, a video clip, and it really, it really struck me. 
And anyways, I I like to just remind myself to be the things that I love most about those people that are gone. And of course, I know they're not gone. They're still with me. But you get the idea that basically, you know, one way that we can honor the people that we love and we miss is by embodying the things that we love about them, the things that we admire about them. So I aspire to be the kind of teacher that my teacher was and I aspire to (laughs) have the joyfulness the playfulness and the I guess like kind of like the there's something about my uncle that was very um he's very true to himself he kind of just um kind of did his he was like a unique person and I feel like he didn't apologize for his uniqueness so I would like to embody that about him with my grandfather he had such a he had such a spiritual belief he he really also was a very kind-hearted person a very warm person and he always um stuck up for me like there was a sense that no matter what I said he would always empathize and he would be on my side. I knew, I knew without a doubt that he was on my side. And so I hope that I can be that for other people, for my kids and people that I love. So those are just some of, I, you know, I've got, I've got others that I love very much in spirit, but those are the ones that have been kind of on my mind recently. So I'll leave you with that. Love you so much. Take good care and... Just remember that spirit always finds a way.